0: weird to say hi instead of hello i always say hello but i thought I about like switching it up. anyways didn't like it didn't care for it back to what we know hello and welcome to pacino pod <laughs> off to a great start already we are here to talk about oceans 13
1: uh but i, I didn't watch the first 12 so i, I really didn't understand what was going on <laughs> yeah
0: oceans 1 through 12 <laughs> complete mystery I did actually watch the Oceans movies when I was a kid. I you think. did?
1: I didn't. Um, I think I mentioned before that I had only seen Oceans 8. Oh, we should probably introduce ourselves before we really go into right. stuff.
0: <laughs> I'm Callie, and
1: this is Jane. Hi, and this is the Pacino Pod. Um, in case this just wanted to make sure we still introduced ourselves, just in case this is your first episode you're listening to, <laughs> you're like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess like after the first one, we stopped being like, and we went to film school. Yeah,
1: it's like you know, if you really, if you really need to know all of that, all of the lore, just go back to the beginning of the very first episode and just listen and chrono- listen as more like we're watching in chronological order,
0: as things are meant to be done.
1: Yes, everything must be done in chronological order. I actually tweeted. I don't know if you saw this tweet today, but I was... <laughs> it's like a g- guy who starts at the very first issue of People magazine because he has yeah. to get <laughs> caught up on all the lore.
0: I mean, if you're watching new movies and you haven't seen all the movies that came out before it, like how are you going to get them?
1: Exactly. It's like if you don't understand... You've never seen The Great Train Robbery. You're never going to get Goodfellas.
0: <laughs> I did actually watch oceans 11 from 1960 which is a rat pack movie it had like frank sinatra and dean martin and like sammy davis jr in it and it was like boring as hell (laughs) and it was really funny because all of the the reviews of it were like wow how immoral this is a film about a couple of young men doing a heist and they don't have any problem with being thieves like it was like very 1960
1: oh yeah that would have been like what what year did the original oceans come out
0: uh, right, was it right, at, in 1960? right in nineteen sixty. Right in nineteen sixty, and I was like, it must have been just yeah. in the late sixties that you can do the like
1: counterculture. Oh no! Yeah, that like... was the the, um, the Hayes Code lasted all the way into like the late sixties, and that's when you started getting like New Hollywood, Easy Rider, shit like that. Um, that uh, new
0: Hollywood. New Hollywood. I haven't thought about that term since like Ron Wilson said yeah, it. Yeah, so I mean, which it's... by the way, speaking of Goodfellas. Our professor from KU wrote a book about gangster films, which, like, primarily features on Goodfellas and Scorsese films. Isn't that crazy? I never knew that. I didn't know
1: that either. No. (laughs) The dude who
0: taught my, like, 1960s pop culture class.
1: Yeah, he taught my uh, film noir class and TV comedy.
0: Oh, yes, and TV comedy. Can't forget watching a South Park episode with, like, a 60-year-old man.
1: Yeah, yeah, if you ever... Yeah, he, he it was funny because it's like he's just like the <clears throat> most quiet like guy, so he just seemed like hearing him talk about and this is why this this is what makes this funny and stuff was just kind of it was <laughs> That's
0: great. I loved his classes because yeah, he's such an academic and he's like often wearing like a button down shirt and like you know he just looks so like official and then mm-hmm. he like will get in a very in depth conversation with you about Will and Grace and <laughs> why that had such a cultural impact in the gay 90s and television. He's yeah. like, he's just such an interesting person.
1: I can't wait to live to my gay 90s. <laughs> I don't think that's
0: what that means. <laughs> but me too. <laughs> How did we get it?
1: Uh, We were talking about, um, oh yeah. Oh, the, the original. Yeah, and you know, they there's a lot of like allusions to that type that era in Ocean's 13 right, you, know, like, they you like you mentioned like you shook Sinatra. Sinatra's hand that's a big deal in the film
0: yeah I was actually pleasantly surprised I was like oh Al is gonna be like barely in this like we're not gonna see him for a while first scene no he's like a main
1: he's he is like in not like most of the movie honestly. Yeah, he's like, a key part Um, and he's the villain, so it makes sense, but...
0: And he's got some, like, funky new-age glasses.
1: Yeah, you know, he he does a great job playing slimeball, um, casino owner.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he he does a good job of just being, like, a skeezy old
1: man at this
0: point. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I mean, it's not, like, he's not really uh, stretching his acting wings in this film very much, but, I mean, he's entertaining, which is all that matters. Really, all, like, the reason that people like the Ocean's films is just to watch, like, charismatic actors interact with each other. That is, like, the main selling point of these movies. It's, like,
0: such an ensemble cast. It's
1: it's like, oh, you get to watch, like, Brad Pitt and Al Pacino interact. Oh, now George Clooney and Al Pacino. George Clooney and Brad Pitt. It's, like, all of these, like, big-name actors getting to, like, just fuck around for, like, (laughs) a few minutes at a time. He actually...
0: So Pacino had so many connections to this film. Like... Jerry Weintraub produced this film. He also produced Cruising. And Mm -hmm. I was, like, looking at his uh, Wikipedia page. He used to be a tour manager for, like, all of these really big-name bands, like, before he was involved in television. Like, he, like, was a tour manager for Bob Dylan. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. (laughs) And then he, like, went into film, and he's, like, won a couple Emmys. And, yeah, after Cruising, him and Pacino were, like, still close. And so he recommended him for this film... And then, like, already he, like, knew a bunch of people. So, like, Andy Garcia from Godfather Part Three had mm-hmm. been in the previous Oceans movies. And is in this one, too. He's, like, who's uh, apparently going to kill them if they don't do this heist. Oh, he's that
1: guy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that was... It. Yeah, you know, now... Yeah, that's now, now,
0: Mancini. Now, as, soon
1: as, um, as soon as, like, you mentioned that, though no, I immediately see it now. I'm like, I didn't even read... I didn't even register to me. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's a few Godfather connections in this as well because Scott Kahn is in it and that's James Kahn's uh, sunny Son.
1: Mm-hmm. Sonny Son. Sunny Son. Sun.
0: Isn't it weird that Al Pacino, like, his, he doesn't really, like, go by Al. Like, he goes by Sunny. Did you know that? Really? Or he did at least when he was a younger oh. person. I've seen interviews from the 70s where they said that that's why he is called Sunny in Dog the Afternoon because that's just, like, what he's called. It's not Al
1: anymore. It's Sunny. No, sunny. well, I
0: think I mean like that's maybe just a childhood nickname or something. Yeah, I
1: don't. Yeah, I'm sure.
0: Probably people in Hollywood never like hey, wanted to call him Sunny. sunny.
1: <laughs> Probably not now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, just yeah, as like unlike Callie, who might have seen the other ones when she was younger. This was the first, besides Ocean's Eight, which is really besides having a heist. It's really only you know it's it's. it's the same plot except with women but none of them none of the actual characters are in it (laughs) Um, so it's so yeah just kind of going in blind um in the third movie of a series where all the characters already have like established relationships is kind of a kind of difficult at times but (laughs) it's
0: kind of like walking in on like if you have one friend and then you go to a party with all of their high school friends and you're like huh weird like everybody's like ribbing on each other and you're like is this fun or like do they hate each other like what's the deal you know you like kind of don't but i mean mostly it was not really a
1: big deal yeah it really was just the beginning of the film i remember like you know when when they're setting up all the um inciting incident of like al pacino screwing over um elliot gould's character and him having a heart attack and stuff it's Mm -hmm. like there's all this like we got to do it for him and you know just like a bunch of like and you're just sitting there like what's so what's so special about, like, you're like, you're trying to be, like, just sitting here like, okay, you know, but later on, you're like, you just kind of go with it. They but.
0: do have like a moment where they're like, do you remember meeting him? Like, I was just yeah, a the, 16 year old hustler. They, they
1: established that and they end up establishing it, but it's just at the beginning, you're just kind of like,
0: who the fuck is he? Yeah. <laughs>
1: you're like, okay. But, um, I don't know. This was fun. I mean, it's a fun movie. I love the score in this film. Um, the, uh, you know, just it's got a. Nice swing, like it's kind of like really got a retro like lounge kind of, like sixty like, vibe kind of. to it, and you know, of course, just like all the Vegas scenery and stuff was fun, and you know, it's it's a good movie if you're just like looking for something to put on um, that's like just you just want to have fun for like an hour and a half, you know, just you just put it on or, like one of this film on. I'm assuming the other ones are probably just in the same. Vain too but
0: uh yeah i thought there was like a few bits of it that i thought were really interesting like brad pitt puts on a disguise and convince and tries to convince al pacino that the casino that they've built is on a fault line (laughs) and that if an earthquake happened that it would be like catastrophic and like that the building would like collapse into thirds i thought that bit was so funny
1: Oh, but and, the, then, that's and then the they, best, like, hide the,
0: a camera in his office. You the know? best thing
1: about Brad Pitt is that he's a character actor and a leading man's so body. Like, anytime he has to do, like, some, like, goofy character acting shit, he always, like, knocks it out of the park. And so him getting to do that, <laughs> do a little bit of that was... You've you know. seen True Romance, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I love him in True
1: Romance. Yeah, he's a stoner, the stoner guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was watching that a few years ago, and I was like... Saying that Riff Raff saw Gary Oldman in True Romance and was like, That's me. But then I was like, To be honest, I saw Brad Pitt in True Romance and was like, That's me. <laughs> 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 and he's just a stoner. He's like smoking weed out of like honey bottles that he's yeah. like made into little bongs, and like the mob comes in to like look for, you know. The, yeah. the lead character. Christian Slater. And he's just, like, so casual with that. <laughs> I love that character. That's actually who James Franco's character in Pineapple Express is based on.
1: Oh, Brad Pitt's character. I can see that. Yeah,
0: they were like, what if, like, a whole? If, what if the whole movie was based on, like, this guy, like, getting into further shenanigans yeah. or whatever, so that's kind of the basis for that. Not to, like plug James Franco, but I do god. love that movie.
1: We do talk a lot about James Franco how on, on keep... an Al Pacino podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't think they've ever been in a movie together. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Oh my god, so since we were talking about Jerry Weintraub and how he produced Cruising, I had a regular rent Cruising recently, and we, before we turned on the, the record, we were, like, talking about weeding things out of uh, Liberty Hall, where I work, because I rented 88 Minutes, and I think I was the first person in several years to rent it, which means that, like, I reset the date for, like, when it can be weeded out again, (laughs) which is, like, you know, kind of a a rude thing to do to the video store, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, no one is going to rent that fucking movie. I mean, and no one should, as you, you know, as I'm sure all of you listened to our episode last Mm -hmm. week... Uh, about that horrible, horrible movie.
0: <laughs> Sometimes I feel bad for renting movies from work because I'm like, well, I'm not paying for it, and it could be like going to a paying customer and like saving a you Oh, you're, you're,
1: sa- you're saving a person from like, yeah. seeing that movie. <laughs>
0: That's not how I felt with this one. I was like, no one wants this. <laughs> if anybody looks for 88 minutes while I have it, like I will be very surprised. and I'll like run it down to the store immediately and You'll like, have take it, it, take it.
1: You have 88 minutes to get here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you yeah, have 88 minutes to watch this 108 minute movie. But yeah, like, I've a lot of people have been renting cruising, which is, like, very exciting. And recently, a regular came in and said, like, he had rented it. And I was like, what'd you think about it? We talked about it for a second. And he was like, yeah, I saw it in theaters when it came out. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I would have loved to have seen it with a, an audience, you know, that'd be insane. And he was like, there's a lot of dirty stuff that they cut out for the DVD. And I was like, oh, I'm sure, you know. I know that yeah. Freakin had to cut plenty of it for release, anyways. And yeah. Then, like maybe, and then he went on to describe a scene, which I like can't, but be- like, there's no way that this exists. But he was like, yeah, there's like a scene where everybody's like coming in a bird bath, and then somebody <laughs> sticks their hand in it, and I was like, what? <laughs> We're like standing in the video story. This man is like 70 years old and like he's just telling me about a comfort bath and I was just like huh, okay. Well that'll be 325. <laughs> like what the fuck? And and then like I was think like you know immediately wrote it off. I was like, that's not true. Yeah. Like he's tripping, like he's thinking of something else. <laughs> I don't know, maybe <laughs> that he's seen. And then like the other night I was just like thinking about it and like started laughing like all by myself and just like had to Google cruising nineteen eighty cum bird bath just to like just yeah. to know and nothing came up. So like Oh,
1: I was really hoping you're like and the scene came up and I watched it. No.
0: That would be insane. <laughs> oh my god. No, I was like it would be crazy if there was like a subreddit, like about like cruising deleted scenes. Before, oh, god. Like, Don't you remember the cum bird bath? But
1: Oh my god, there's like, one of my uh, things I like to do during my downtime is just look up... uh, There's like a big subculture uh, online about like lost media, like media that's been lost, or like trying to discover like old lost media. And um, there's like, there's like tons of like subreddits and things devoted to this, and I kind of want to make (laughs) a thread about the fucking cum birdbath cruising scene. Just to see if anybody, like, if it's like, is this actually a thing? Does anybody, can anybody else, like, confirm whether this was a thing or not? Or if this is lost media out there that could possibly be found? We
0: need to talk to William Friedkin.
1: We need to, could somebody please uh, write, uh, or if, if anybody who's friends with William Friedkin listens to our podcast, please ask him, did Cruising originally have a scene where men came into a <laughs> bird bath? <laughs> Because this is really important for lost media preservation. I need to know. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. This,
0: this is for archival reasons.
1: archival purposes. This is very important. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, oh god, I'm just sitting here. Like, one of the one of my um, mutuals on uh, Twitter is really. Um, he's really he's a very popular YouTuber. Um, justin wang who does who does a lot of videos on lost media Name dropping. i don't want I, I'm, I'm not kidding, i'm, I'm not kidding. trying maybe, i just thought it was funny because i was like what if i just fucking dm hey can you do a video about the lost gun bird per- <laughs> see for cruising and see if you can rally your followers into finding this <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know what's funny is if it's not true what if we like implant like we're like oh it's the mandela effect. it's the mandela
1: effect <laughs> On, in, in another universe there was a scene where you know where men came into a bird bath and cruising <laughs> but,
0: i just wanted to get back to the produce like the people who made cruising that i left and then just be like what
1: the fuck <laughs> i'm sure plenty of people who um just tuned into this just to hear about Ocean's 13 are very confused right now are probably like what the
0: more cruising (laughs)
1: talk they're like come in a but I just wanted to hear about funny stories about George Clooney and Matt Damon what the what's going on here (laughs) uh you
0: know, yeah, I that'll get us back on track. You I know, mean, I did have some stuff to say about
1: Matt Damon, I guess. Um yeah, and there there was also famously a lost scene in Oceans thirteen where all the uh members of the gang oh. came into a bird <laughs> bath and then um Elliot Gould's character sticks his hand in it, unfortunately. But, but, you, that, but that was cut out of the film. But Jerry you
0: know, everyone traveling, like, you know what was great?
1: <laughs> we should try that with <laughs> Casey Affleck is like I guess. Oh, that would be a whole different movie. Um, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who would love to see George Clooney and Brad come into a. This is this is our most. This is like if there's any episode that deserves an explicit warning on it. Oh my god! one. on
0: our on our uh, Apple page it says all ages. (laughs)
1: Oh my god! This is oh, I need to change that. This is not an all ages show. And we established in our first fucking episode. We talk about like Mama Corleone eating like ass for like twenty minutes of the episode. That's the very first episode. <laughs> um. Yeah. Hopefully
0: no kids. So.
1: Please don't. Eighteen and up. Listen, uh, we're not role models here, folks. <laughs>
0: And then we had like our whole Scarface episode where uh, we were like, yeah, I guess I would do
1: poppers. Yeah, and then, yeah, oh god, and I was fucking, that's the only episode I've ever been very drunk on. <laughs> it's like never again after. I guess if there's any episode to be intoxicated for, it's the one about the guy who snorts massive amounts of cocaine. Yeah, he just but. sticks his head in like a. <laughs>
0: Oh, speaking of eighties era Pacino movies, Ellen Barkin from *Sea of Love* is. Oh yeah. Pacino's lady in this one she too.
1: She is, isn't she? That didn't even I didn't even register that.
0: Yeah. She's the cougar. <laughs> yeah, she looks hot. She in this looks movie. great. I
1: I didn't even like when they were like. Not me,
0: that she didn't me. in *Sea of Love*. When
1: they kept talking about how like yeah she's a cougar, I was like. She looks. She's like in her twenties. Why? What the fuck are they talking about? Uh-huh. I was like, I just, I legit thought, like, you know, like I thought she was like young, and and you know, that's Hollywood magic for you.
0: I feel like she's had like a tasteful amount of work done.
1: Probably. I w- you know? I, w- I, w- I would bet money that every famous actor of a certain status has had work done at some point. So I remembered
0: that. We talked about Ellen Barkin, especially in Sea of Love, because Pacino dated her while they were filming, but then also had another girlfriend at the same time who he took to the premiere and, like, avoided Ellen Barkin. They
1: must have, like, made up at some point to be able to work so close, because they were, like, they were, like, you know, in a lot of scenes together in this. Yeah, I was
0: thinking, I was, like, yeah, and him and Diane Keaton, like, broke up on bad terms, and they, like, still went on to make Godfather Part Three together and, like, kind of stay friends. Like, at yeah. the AFI tribute to Diane Keaton, the was, like, I love your hat. And, yeah. like, he's so sweet to her. So I'm, like, he must just be, like, such a nice guy that even if he kind of fucks up and, like, fucks around down you, you're, like, Oh, I can't stay mad at you. Like, but he was very good-looking. So...
1: Yeah, I mean, for quite a while. Would you fuck Pacino in Ocean's Thirteen?
0: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Alan, Alan Barkin would. <laughs> he's not like a particularly like nice person in this one either. No,
1: he's, or, this like, is probably one of his like most just blatantly awful people. Like you know we used to always talk about like I mean he you know, he's not really in a relationship in this movie but i just go on a limb and say that Pacino, this this version of pacino probably not a good boyfriend oh
0: yeah we haven't done that in a while yeah
1: like i was just thinking about when's the last time we did that like 88 minutes was was that pacino a good boyfriend No, didn't seem like he was when's the last time that he was i guess it's like he wasn't really in two for the money at all He's kind of a really shitty, yeah, husband. terrible
0: husband. <laughs> Playing the mind games, with you, trying to bait you with Matthew McConaughey to yeah. see if you'll cheat on him. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't been a good boyfriend in a in a while. Yeah,
1: he's not really dating anyone in Merchant of Venice. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that'd be great if he just, like, had a girlfriend and that was, like, a, the
1: B-plot. <laughs> they added that in.
0: He forgot her birthday. <laughs> He's like, oh, I gotta get her a present while well, well, I'm also, like, this guy owes me a pound of flesh. Like, yeah. it's a whole
1: thing. See, th- th- this, is, this is actually a great allegory for Ocean 13 because we're mentioning lots of other Pacino films and things that had happened. Um, and if you've never seen or listen, seen any of those films, or listened to any of the episodes where we talked about them, this is kind of like uh, you uh, coming in, watching Ocean's 13 us for the first time. <laughs> okay. Lots of in-references that go over your head if you've never fucking seen any of that.
0: <laughs> we were talking about how this is like, heist movie for the people or whatever. Like oh yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> um, yeah, one of my another, I mean, this is na- also and also in keeping with the Ocean's Thirteen tradition of having a bunch of big name people. I'm gonna also name drop another person. <laughs> the The Gay Chingy, um, they're at they're really funny. They made a tweet uh, about Ocean's Thirteen like an hour before we recorded, talking specifically about the uh, subplot where Casey Affleck's uh, character starts a like a, worker, worker's a workers' strike against like the evil factory like that runners. part
0: is so good cause all the only reason they're supposed to be there is to like make like a specific dice set like you know whatever for the heist so that it, it like they can like pull it over on Pacino yeah. but then they get like so involved with like it, the um, other
1: workers yeah like there's like a whole scene where like Casey Affleck's talking about Zapata and, and how, like, we need to rise up against the, the terrible working conditions. And it was just like, yeah, fuck yeah, OSHA's 13 is a fucking, you know pro-leftist th- <laughs> yeah that's the
0: the Casey Affleck at Scott Con like B-plot yeah and then they like they're like lighting like Molotov cocktails and like burning down like job sites and like fighting the police and stuff yeah like while like on the phone with George Clooney being like yeah it's going great like we, we're yeah. just taking care of some stuff real quick
1: yeah <laughs> it was yeah it was like yeah um, pretty cool to just like completely throw off the whole heist just to, like, help some... to help, like, get better working conditions for people who are getting fucked over.
0: Yeah, that, that was really cool.
1: Yeah. go. This uh, kind of
0: does still fit in with the, like... like you were saying, like, yeah.
1: the... Yeah. This is probably the most leftist film we've talked about in <laughs> a <laughs> Weirdly enough, right? You know, really not gonna see that in 88 minutes. But, uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite aspect of the movie, which is, some yeah, especially there's a, you know, the workers strike at the Frito-Lay plant in Topeka that's going on right now that's very close by to where we are. And, you know, it's kind of been making national news for how terrible the conditions there are. You know, like, you, like someone died and they, like, told them the workers to just move the body and keep working, which is fucked on so many levels. And apparently it's just incredibly, like, unbearably hot in there and there's, like, work to death. They make them
0: work, like, 12-hour shifts, and, like, they don't have days off, and... Yeah, I actually used to work at Ogden, which is right next door to Frito-Lay, and, like, on certain days, the air was so thick with chip smoke that it was, like, you would go outside and, like, be, like, coughing, you know, because it was, like, out in the air, and I was, like, you know, at least 100 feet from the factory, so, like, to be inside... Like, I can't even imagine. I've heard that it's, like, so thick that, like, they've asked if it's safe and, like, if they should be wearing, like, equipment, like, if they need to be wearing masks or... I mean, they obviously should be anyways because of um, COVID, but I'm sure that COVID regulations aren't being enforced if they're working them to death like they are. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure that's probably, like, yeah, it's...
0: But even pre-COVID, like, they definitely needed, like, safety equipment to deal with that because it's just, like... So thick in that part of Topeka. Like, if you drive by the factory, if even on the highway, you can smell it. Like, it yeah. smells like oil in the air. And, like, if you're, like, out in that, like, for too long, like, you can feel it on your skin. Every
1: day for 12 hours. so Getting paid yeah. shit and treated like shit. So, seeing a film that has a very pro-worker subplot was nice.
0: Yeah, it kind of, like, took the casino business, like, all the way down to, like the like beginning level of yeah like,
1: labor well, is interesting yeah i mean like that isn't that like really the whole theme of the movie is like about screwing over the people that screw that normally always win and screw everyone else over so you know like they're like you know ultimately they're trying to take down the like Al Pacino is, like, the scumbag casino owner, and, like, the house always wins, so we're going to make sure that everybody wins but the house this time, and we're going to make sure that the workers gets what's, you know, what they deserve. And so, in that regard, it is pretty, like, you know, it's pretty, pretty cool. And they
0: do rig a couple things so that, like, random people get, like, a bunch of the money. Like, that... That poor uh, hotel reviewer. Oh, yeah,
1: that they just tortured, uh, like, the whole movie just to make sure that he would, like, give the worst review possible. And um, at the very end, you know, Brad Pitt basically rigs the rigs the machine so that he gets 11 million at the end and I thought that was nice he does you know what he deserves that, that money after that shit that he yeah, had that to go was through terrible they
0: gave him like a skin rash. yeah
1: they like they like implanted bed bugs in his fucking room and like
0: oh and then Casey had, like, like yelled at him he was like get out get out of that out the- you smell like shit
1: get out of here I thought it
0: was Like, one of the biggest, like, laughs for me was that scene after they yell at him and then they immediately, like, run away down the hallway (laughs) because they don't want to get caught because they just, like, fucking, like, put on suits and pretended to be...
1: Yeah, they were probably the best characters in the movie, in my opinion, just because they're always, like... Little rascals. They're always running or running around and doing shit
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, like, hard, because I always find Casey Affleck to be extremely likable, and I know that he's yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, he's a
1: terrible person, but he's a great actor, because he's really good at playing likable people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, Manchester by the Sea, I think, is a great fucking movie. And, I haven't seen it. Oh, it's sad, really sad, but um, <laughs> he's really good in it, and uh, but unfortunately, he's also terrible, pretty shitty person, so it's like, what are you going to do?
0: Another connection, you know, since he Pacino worked with Ben Affleck and Geely, so this is yeah. you know, another family member of somebody that he's worked with before.
1: Yeah, it's um, he, a lot of actors get to cross uh, names off the list. Although I don't think every person in Oceans was in a scene with Pacino, but I do know for sure Brad Pitt and um, George Clooney shared the screen with. him. Unfortunately, Bernie, Bernie Mac did share. Yeah, he, Bernie Mac did share a scene with Al Pacino when the, during the Dominoes scene.
0: That was yeah. Bernie.
1: That made me miss Bernie Mac. <laughs> I was like, I miss him so much. He's so funny. No, I haven't
0: thought about Bernie Mac
1: in a long time. He's good in this. I mean, he's not like in it a ton, but he's like, when he when he is, it, it's it's fun.
0: Speaking of supporting characters, Don Cheadle's accent. What I'm the not fuck? sure
1: what was going on there. Is that that's Is it? That, That's not his real accent. No. Oh, okay.
0: I think he was supposed to be doing a Cockney accent, but it was just, like, terrible. And I, like, looked it up. I was like, Don Cheadle accent? Ocean's 13? And it was like, he has even been like, yeah, like, I'm not good at it. Like, we just wanted to have fun. Yeah.
1: Like. (laughs) He was, as the motorcycle guy, though, um, coming in with the. and he's (laughs) he's like demanding his money while they're photoshopping the photo. I thought that was fun.
0: Yeah, this was like a big time for Matt Damon because he was like doing all the oceans movies and the Bourne movies. movies.
1: It was like Matt Damon fever in the (laughs) mid-2000s. Yeah, so
0: he was kind of hot shit
1: when this came out. Yeah, I didn't really like him in this movie, and I've got to be honest, I thought he was, like, the most annoying character. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I agree. I didn't think he was, like, given it very much. I, actually, one thing that I wrote down was that, like, I felt like, at least for the beginning part of the movie, things felt extremely rushed. Like, I felt like no yeah. one wanted to be in this movie. And it's, like, the end of a trilogy, like, probably kind of unnecessary. They've already
1: done two of these before. They're kind of, like... You know, they're just like, okay, I guess we're,
0: doing
1: that's another, pay- yeah. another paycheck, you know.
0: Um, but then I feel like it did lose that eventually, like,
1: towards the once end they, of it. Once they got into the casino and started, like, doing all the, the bits and stuff, like, all the, like, the first, like, 20 minutes is all just exposition dump about, like, you know, well, we tried this. And we're gonna. Oh, you're stuck on this part? Like, nope, we got this figured out. Oh, you're stuck on this part, then. Oh, we got that figured out. And it's just like a lot of, just a lot of exposition dump before you really get into it.
0: <laughs> I suppose it could have been like they were just trying to be really fast paced and like, yeah. you know, everybody's so quick witted and like.
1: And like it maybe. Well, once again, maybe that's how it is in every one of these movies, you know. But.
0: But I did notice too that at the beginning there was this. Tw- horrible like windows media player transitions and then like towards the end in the casino scenes there's like kind of some like artsy like frame layering and like yeah cool effects that they're doing i'm like did that did this person like learn to edit as they were doing maybe,
1: the maybe it was like one of the things i don't know who edited this probably someone good <laughs> <laughs> yeah sorry to... i mean i know steven soderbergh directed this and he's like a steven very steven marioni um, what else has he done Traffic. Okay. <laughs>
0: Which you won an Academy Award for. So yeah,
1: he's a good director. Well, that's not always like that. That isn't always an indicator, though, because. Oh, he's um, an editor. Because um, no, I know, but I'm I just saying yes. that like, winning an Oscar for best editing isn't always an indicator. Because Bohemian Rhapsody won best editing. Have you, yeah. have you? Seen that movie is edited horribly. Have you seen that famous clip of where they're like having lunch and it's cut? There's like. Fourteen cuts in this dialogue scene, like in like two minutes, and it's so terrible. It just looks, it's awful. I still haven't seen it. Right? I don't recommend it. It's kind of a shitty movie, um, <laughs> personally. If we ever do a Rami Malek podcast, I guess we can watch it then. But <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I mean, maybe it was just like one of those things where, like, when writing the script, they were really invested in the casino aspect of it, and were like really like took their time with that. But just like we're like kind of like stuck on the beginning part, we're just kind of like, all right, let's just get through this because you know we're just we're like, all right, and then oh, now we're at the part that we want to film. Yeah, <laughs> the part where
0: it's like, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. It's like a it's a fun movie, and there's lots of like quippy dialogue. And yeah,
1: it's uh, if you're a fan of the Quipsters, it's a it's a quippy movie.
0: It's George Clooney being charming and like Which,
1: you know, that's George Clooney in basically every movie that's ever that he's ever been in. Sure. <laughs> that's why
0: everybody has a crush on him. When has he not
1: been charming in a movie? We should, yeah, that's the next one we should do George the Clooney cast. <laughs>
0: I wouldn't mind doing uh, Brad Pitt's some of Brad Pitt's Brad Pitt
1: would be fine.
0: Although I don't wanna watch that movie where he does a Northern Irish accent. Which one is that? Um something he's like in the IRA. Oh. It, uh, it came out in, like, 97 or something. Yeah, like I
1: mean, he's kind of had a spotty filmography. Like, he's been in really some really good movies and other ones that are just, like... like 12
0: Monkeys is, like, really y- cool. Yeah,
1: but and then like, Meet Joe Black, he's not good.
0: Yeah, and then he did, like, a bunch of, like, movies just because he was, like... I think, like, once he was, like, famous, famous, you know, like, yeah. a little bit... I don't know, like, he was obviously famous during this but like he started doing like after him and like Angelina Jolie got together yeah and Mr. Was, and like,
1: Mrs. Smith <laughs>
0: yeah exactly actually like read that that's like why at the end like him and Clooney like Clooney tells him like why don't you settle down and have some kids or whatever And it's like supposed to be a joke about how him and Angelina Jolie were like adopting kids like yeah like, like one kid a month at the time <laughs>
1: yeah
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> And then, like, something that he says back to Clooney is supposed to be, like, a joke about Clooney's life. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was, like, kind of interesting that, like, Andy Garcia is, like, threatening them, but they also have, like, a very casual relationship with him throughout the movie. They're like, well, how big of a deal would it be if we didn't get this part for you? And he's like, oh, well, like, I'll kill you. And they're like, well, okay. You know, I guess we'll we'll, we'll try and make it a priority then.
1: I mean, that's what I kind of like. like. I liked how everybody was, like, so nonchalant, even, like, in situations where, like...
0: Yeah, that did you make would, it kind of a soothing movie, even yeah. though there are, like, high stakes. I was kind of, yeah. like, just chilling for a lot of it. Because
1: you're, you're, like, it's going to work out okay. They got it under control. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's Danny Ocean.
1: I, the one thing that, you know, I was talking about how, like, Matt Damon was kind of annoying to me in this, like, the there's one Letterboxd review of this I read that basically, like, sums it up. It's, like, after, like, it was, like, after the, after the high stakes heist with, like, all of this money and... Uh, jewels and everything Matt Damon <laughs> wins <laughs> all Matt Damon gets is the approval of his father <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah that's kind of yeah I mean it was like him and the 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 guy who I don't know if, if, if anyone's probably knows that the guy who plays Matt Damon's dad in this probably knows him most from Curb Your Enthusiasm he's like he plays Funkhauser and Kirby Kirby and he's passed away now. He plays he plays an FBI agent that also happens to be Matt Damon's dad and is in on the heist or whatever. But like I guess the whole they set it up is that he's like doesn't think Matt Damon has what it takes to be in charge or in control of his aspects of the heist and they always wanted to talk to talk to Talk to daddy or <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was kind of bored by some of that stuff in this movie.
1: Yeah.
0: But again, I think that's like kind of because I hadn't watched the first two in such yeah. a long time. Um, which is funny that I went and watched the original, which has like no
1: No no connect or outside of uh the fact that, you know, George Clooney uh just Daddy Ocean mentions like right. Sinatra. But yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, but these movies, I guess, are kind of like, they're always like kind of playing back and forth with like, with things like reality and fiction because like, I mean, I haven't seen it, but like, I think Ocean's 12, a big part of it is like, there's a, Julia Roberts plays a character who's on the, who's in the team who's supposed to look like Julia Roberts, so she's playing a a con person who is playing Julia Roberts? That's in the, so like, funny. So it's like it's like really meta. Um, that's like really all I knew about the Ocean's <laughs> movies. <laughs> but so I like it makes sense that they would like kind of like do wink wink things at the end of like with Brad Pitt and George Clooney about their real lives and shit because they've already been you know going meta with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought it was cute that Elliot Gould put on like his like seventies suit.
1: To go, I love show
0: Pacino
1: off. Elliot Gould is one of my favorite actors. Like he, I don't think he ever gets enough credit, but he's like, he's just fun to watch. Whatever reason, one uh, he's in one of my, um, his reactions are so
0: good. Yes,
1: and one of my favorite movies um, and I, that once again Ron Wilson uh, played in his um, film noir class was uh, a the Long Goodbye. Elliot Gould stars in that. It's like this neo noir from the mid seventies, and he's like playing this. Um, this like detective who's kind of shitty at his job and he just kind of bumbles his way through everything. And I know we've mentioned that Pacino has played those type of characters before, but this one, he actually does it in like a really, where it's like really, really, yeah, it's fun. It's like, it's, it's just one of my, it's just like, I need to watch it again because, like, I remember watching it in class and just being like, this movie's fucking great. Like, why have I never heard of this movie before? <laughs> I was
0: just thinking I would, like, love to have Ron Wilson on the podcast, but I don't want him to listen to it. <laughs> like, I don't want him oh, to, like, Oh, we can't ever... Like, and listen to, like, the Godfather episodes and be like, what's this about?
1: Or, or or even this one. Oh, yeah, we talked about you a lot in the Ocean's 13 episode and then has to sit through that fucking 20 minutes about <laughs> bird bath come from cruising. Like, yeah, <laughs> can you imagine imagine him sitting there listening to that
0: you might know, think it's really funny though. because <laughs> yeah. that's the thing is like we always like think of him as like oh he's a professor like yeah. he's not gonna like as if that like strips some of his sense of humor yeah. or whatever. did i tell you about that thing that wilmot posted or did i send it to you it was so good
1: and wilmot was our kevin wilmot he was our screenwriting professor at um,
0: Spike Lee's yeah m- most partner.
1: most people probably know him because he won um, know him because he won uh, one of the people that won an Oscar for I think writing that like they were a couple writing the, yeah they're not a couple uh, he wrote yeah he helped write the Black Klansman um,
0: yeah and they did the Five Bloods together and uh, the
1: twenty fourth I think that was just Wilmot just, directed, just he 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 directed that himself I believe I
0: think that that's really good yeah I
1: haven't seen it yet but that, I mean that, like that was like yeah it's one of his bigger budgeted films because you know, mostly he he was, before Chirac, he mostly just kind of made a small, like, low-budgeted films, like, locally and stuff.
0: Yeah, his first movie had, like, John Cusack in it, though. It was kind of, like, interesting.
1: And like... Oh, the one with, um... Yeah, he made, like, a movie with, like, Martin Short and uh-huh. Isaac yeah, Hayes and stuff, one. which I've never seen. Ninth that, Street. So.
0: Yeah, anyways, with all the talk about, like, critical race theory, uh that's been going on on, like, social media and stuff and, like, in politics. Uh, Wilmot posted, I gave your mom some critical race theory and she begged for more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so funny. I love him.
1: He's, he's a fun guy. Um, yeah. We'll never
0: forgive him for making me stand up and act out one of my scenes with him. And then go, he went off script and just started asking me questions in character and I was like...
1: He did? That sounds more. that sounds amazing! Oh I was my like, god!
0: Well, not why?
1: <laughs> I think he prob- did
0: really helped me though.
1: I think yeah, I think he probably was trying to get you to like get into the headspace of your characters and stuff.
0: <laughs> well, he wanted uh, like more uh, conflict, and so yeah. he kept trying to fight me in the scene. And <laughs> he was like, "Well, what are we fighting about?" And then it helped me like figure out, you know, what I what I needed yeah. to write for these characters. So it was effective. It made me sweat a lot, you know. <laughs> It is what it is. is. Mason and Andrew uh, laughed at me the whole time, like, openly, like, heckled me.
1: <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that sounds like him. <laughs> it was
0: just such a small class, because the screenwriting courses were, like, 10 to 12 people
1: or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Because it
0: was, like, upper level. Like, they made did, you... Did
1: you do the, uh, so you did the uh, intermediate mm. class? I wish I would... See, I, I only did basic, and I... Wish I would have just continued into the intermediate instead of doing the production, because I like writing a lot more than I do... Let's the... just go back
0: to film school.
1: Yeah, let's... Yeah, let's... I've already sank a bunch of money into my library science master's. Might as well go into even more debt to, to get a oh, film master. master's.
0: You know, what like you need <laughs> another master's I need different.
1: another fucking intense two years of school
0: in the arts
1: in the arts which is clearly doing re- really well right now financially and you know
0: i mean <laughs> yeah the world's your oyster
1: hey you know i just name dropped a couple of a youtuber and a writer for an internet website
0: i have kind of always thought that like <laughs> if uh, i'm not really able to Get anywhere, I'll just become a professor or something. I'll just like have a class about Al Pacino. Uh,
1: we're teaching. We're um. We're teaching film classes right now yes. for free. That's what Although this is. if you did want to pay for it, Patreon. It exists, so you can pay for it if you want. Your, but your student fees. Your student fees. Yeah, please give us your. Yeah, that's what we should. <laughs> student fees. Yeah, they're like, uh, they call themselves teachers, but they mostly just talk about come for once <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> you know,
0: I think we all learned something. <laughs> um.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, we were talking about Ocean's 13, weren't we? <laughs> Yes. Did we have much more? Did we, I guess we should talk about Steven Sutterberg a little bit. Cause he's kind of a famous director.
0: Yeah. What um, else has he done?
1: A lot. <laughs> um, let me just pull up his filmography. He's done quite a bit. You, I guarantee you have seen at least like one other of his movies, if not multiple. I actually watched his very first film in one of my film classes. Uh, he did sex, Lies, and videotape, which is a great film. I love that movie. Um, what else um just the ones that i've seen he did aaron brockovich he did traffic which we've mentioned the editor on this also edited traffic oh that's they work together all the time the oceans 11 solaris um he did uh he did the contagion the magic Mike movies side effects I well, have he, seen Contagion. He didn't do Magic Mike XSL. he did the, he did the first one. But um, Logan Lucky was a recent one. Okay, Wow, he loves Unseen. frame layering. That's he, his thing. He, he loves what? Frame
0: layering, you know where it's like oh yeah, like no, split that, that's, screen or it'll be like that's on a, top of each other. Yeah, that's
1: a big thing for him. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like side. Have you seen Side Effects? That's pretty good. I think so. Um, it's a good thriller. I like his thrillers. I need to watch, I want to watch Unsane. Um, that's a recent one that he did. That's kind of like a uh, a woman who was stalked, um, thinks that her stalker is back, but you're not sure. And she gets checked into a mental hospital and thinks that her stalker is like one of the uh, orderlies working there and stuff. I don't know. No. <laughs> Scary oh you couldn't tell if you were like oh that sounds not terrible that sounds terrible i I just can never handle
0: thrillers
1: oh i that's 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 where i love them i love those are like my favorite films i love to watch a good thriller they uh they uh get me going i like them more than like regular horror movies because like thrillers they usually have like some aspect in reality and a lot of horror films are like what if spooky ghosts not really i mean but like there's <laughs> that'll
0: I, get me too no nah,
1: i like i like the scariest films for me are ones that like are things that can like actually happen like like contagion that's very relevant right now so oh my god
0: yeah i would not watch that right
1: now that apparently that like that movie um when covid like really got going like got like a big huge surge of people watching it <laughs> that
0: movie's Saying because Nicole Kidman, I believe is the lead. No, it's Gwyneth Paltrow.
1: Is she? I have not seen get
0: that mixed up. I'll edit it though.
1: Well, um, it's somebody.
0: It'll be like other blonde actors. She like looks healthy and stuff, and then like she like the next day in the movie she like looks like shit, and he takes her to the hospital, and then like ten minutes later she's dead, and it's like so, like Matt Damon like. It's like some of
1: his best acting, I think. Yeah. Once again, Matt Damon. Matt Steven Damon. Soderberry, love. He loves him some Matt Damon. Gonna... <laughs> he does actually, because he's made multiple movies with Matt. He made The Informant with Matt Damon, um, which I've never seen, but it's supposed to be all right, I think. Oh, I
0: was thinking of that movie, The Good Shepherd.
1: Yeah. That that was not him. That horrible movie. Oh. I think. Good I Shepherd. Oh God, who? I... There was actually, I think a. I I don't wanna mention who I think directed that until I confirm it because if it is who I think it is, that's really funny. Yes! Robert De Niro directed that! No way. Yes he did. He directed that's so funny. Good shit. yeah, Robert De Niro. It's like one of his only... like I think it might be his only directing credit is the Good Shepherd. What the
0: fuck? Yeah, that movie's so like odd and like sexual. I don't know. I haven't seen it since I was like a lot younger, so Maybe I was just like, ooh, boobs." Yeah.
1: Well, you know, maybe we'll maybe that'll be one of the Patreon exclusives. Like, it'd be funny to like um, now be like, "Ew,
0: boobs."
1: Like if like to when we if we uh, to match up with like looking for Richard or something. Let's do De Niro's directorial <laughs> effort. <laughs> compare. Oh, De Niro. My mom still sends me De Niro stuff because she thinks that it's... that's who this
0: podcast is about.
1: I mean. We've covered him a few times, you know. We've covered him on Godfather Two. We're covering him next week, and Heat. Next week is uh, probably not on the same level as Godfather Two.
0: I probably won't want to fuck him as bad.
1: Just from the poster, looks looks pretty haggard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'll be Righteous Kill, which um, the second movie we'll be talking about, directed by John Avonati. Famously of eighty-eight minutes <laughs> masterpiece. Eighty-eight
0: minutes. Yeah, great. Looking forward to that. That's next week.
1: Yeah, that's the next one. And we'll have a guest on that for that one too.
0: Yeah, Trevor from.
1: Uh, we need to talk about Kevin, talk about our second person from that podcast, on, and we'll we actually Just working were,
0: through the hosts. So. We
1: we actually <laughs> yeah we guessed it on on a spinoff of that podcast is about Walter Matthau, like, a little while
0: ago. Yeah, I actually really love The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3. I'm really glad that we did that one. Yeah,
1: I knew as soon as, like, that was the choice, I was like, this is, is CaliCore as soon as I watched it. <laughs> just
0: because it's, like, in, from the 70s?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it just had, like, I mean, not that it's because it's from the 70s, it just has a lot of the aspects of, like, the movies from the 70s that you have been really into like Serpico and that like that same style of like grittiness, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: realistic.
0: Pre Giuliani
1: New York. Pe- pre- yes, pre yeah, it's a pre Giuliani New York movie, <laughs> which is Cali Cali core. That's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have loved to. uh, It would be cool. Like if I, you know, people are always like, oh, if you could like be in another period or another.
1: Yeah. Or whatever. Like,
0: maybe I'd go uh, do some poppers in pre
1: in New York. You get stabbed.
0: Get hepatitis. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, it's, there's, like, there was an account. Hepatitis A, just hepatitis to be clear. A. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, there was a uh, account, uh, I don't know if it, I think it, I can't remember if it was, like, Twitter or, like, a Tumblr thing or something where people were, like, comparing pictures of, like, 70s New York with, like, current, like, New York and, like, just how corporatized and characterless. Much of it looks now compared to what it used to look. Like.
0: I really liked. I mean, I've only you know stayed there for like a few weeks at a time and yeah. stuff. But like, I love New York.
1: It was, it's. I you. love New York. I
0: yeah, you know, like that was from me. Actually, <laughs> I said that first. I heart New York. I actually one time in the airport saw a guy in a T-shirt that said "New York heart's me," and I thought that was like, kind of funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, like, it's, uh, there's still, like, pockets that are very, like, feel like communities and stuff like that. Yeah. They're kind of uh, fading away. You're not
1: seeing any porn theaters in Times Square anymore, unfortunately.
0: God damn it.
1: That's what, that we should, that's... what New York is about. That's what we should do. We should just go f- track down a fucking theater that still shows porn and do a bonus episode. That's
0: where we're going to do our live show. Yeah, <laughs> cruising
1: (laughs) yeah that we could yeah we should you know how like um people will uh um like will can like pay to do special screenings at like theaters sometimes for like (laughs) we should find a porno theater and do a special screening of cruising
0: (laughs) i would actually love to rent out uh, one of the Liberty Hall rooms and like make all of our friends watch Cruising. Oh, that
1: would be fun. Your birthday. We can industry. like
0: film their like reactions for the club <laughs> scenes. Like, oh, all yeah. of our like straight male friends. And, like, oh, yeah, that's
1: the only people we invite are just like the straightest <laughs> dudes that you can think of. We tell
0: them that we're gonna screen Heat.
1: Yeah, we're like, oh, we're, we're, we're screening a Pacino classic. Like, you know, You'll love it. You know, like dudes love Pacino. <laughs> But yeah, I mean... Then
0: we locked the doors and we put on
1: cruising. <laughs> we did, a uh, we did, a uh, coin the term that, uh, Pacino makes movies that, that either you can watch with your dad or you definitely cannot watch with your dad.
0: <laughs> I thought about trying to watch Cruising with my dad. Why? I was like, it's a cop movie and I didn't really get it. Like, I didn't know that there was gonna be so much. And then, oh. like, I'm really glad that I watched it, like, by myself at, like, oh, 10 in
1: the morning. Oh, God. You know? Yeah, I never watched that with you. I watched it at, late at night for the first that that, that was i think that's the proper term, time to watch it is at like midnight yeah there's certain movies that are like you could only watch it when it's really late like when i watched goodfellas recently i started it at midnight even though it's like three hours long because i was like this is a movie that you watch Nighttime movie. at night <laughs> hmm. oceans 13 i did also watch i watched that not like as late at night, but I think that that's one that you could probably put on in the afternoon. I watched
0: it in the funny. afternoon. Yeah, it's an yeah.
1: afternoon movie. It's like a chill. I'm trying to think of like movies. Like, what do you think is the besides cruising? What do you think is the best nighttime Pacino? I don't
0: know. Like Bobby Deerfield would probably like put like put you to sleep. <laughs> that kind of like get you cozy at night. But I don't know. Like I guess like for like fun. I don't
1: know. It's kind of... Maybe Scarface. Oh, Scarface. I, I also watched that. Also
0: long, though. So yeah, that's the thing.
1: That's, once again, It's the problem with Pacino movies? It's not a Pacino movie unless it's two and a half hours long minimum.
0: So while it's fun to watch at nighttime, you gotta be conscious of your bedtime.
1: Yeah, so. you, like, watch it on the weekend, like, on a Saturday, <laughs> not, like a, like, on a Wednesday night or something. <laughs> I
0: thought Revolution was, was, like a good nighttime film to look
1: Yeah, I can see that. But. It's also long.
0: I also just liked that movie, like, probably too much. Like.
1: That's our longest episode still. We talked the fuck out of that movie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, I don't know, I thought Pacino was kind of like a little boring. The, I mean, like, it was a good performance, like, for what it needed oh, yeah. to be. Oh, yeah, but you're not, You're
1: not, like, as like you're saying. he's not doing anything new. But we, We've seen this type of performance from him before.
0: But it's, like, perfect for him, like, if he's yeah. just trying to get, like, a paycheck and, like, hang out with his friends. It's a better, like,
1: it's one of his, if that's all this movie was to him, it's one of his better paycheck roles. And it
0: is, yeah, like, such a big franchise. Like, why yeah. would you turn that down? Yeah. Even if you were kind of playing, like, a archetype?
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I thought he was fine. Yeah. He was fun to watch, as he usually is. Um, a lot better than last week's movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: and so we we don't have high hopes for next week for *Righteous Kill*. Or?
1: I def- I don't <laughs> just from the, looking at the reviews and stuff, and uh, and and being basing it on uh, our experience, our prior experience with this director, I uh, do not have high hopes for *Righteous Kill*. Um,
0: and then what's after that? Do you know that's what? a
1: good question. I actually don't know. Let's see. I'm
0: trying to give the people something to look forward to. And By no. that I
1: mean me. <laughs> trying to give myself something to look for.
0: And like sometimes when I look at the filmography, like I'm not thinking about the movies that um, are like, uh, like the HBO suit. Like I don't think that's yeah. really included uh, in the list that see. I tend to look at.
1: The next one that we are doing. I actually think um, after I, It is You Don't Know Jack Which is the first of the HBO biopics So that'll be after Righteous Kill And then it's The Son of No One Followed by Jack and Jill <laughs> <laughs> just, It's not a visual podcast But Kelly just gave the most like Defeated expression I have ever seen
0: <laughs> I like looked away <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, there, it'll be okay. There, I think that those are going to be funny, though.
1: Yeah, maybe. Because Son
0: of No One had a hilarious sounding
1: cast
0: <laughs> for, like, a serious film. Yeah. Like, that was a Channing Tatum movie. Which, sometimes Channing Tatum really surprises you. He can
1: be good. Yeah. So, that yeah,
0: could be... That's true. That could be, like, a, a hidden gem, perhaps.
1: Perhaps. Um, I doubt it,
0: but
1: trying to be positive. Also, just to let you know, there are at least two movies that are on IMDb that are not listed on his wikipedia page for some reason but they're not till later but one of them i don't i really think he's only in it very like not very long it's like a john cusack movie called like something animals or something another john cusack movie after city hall so and it's one that doesn't seem very well known at all and um then the pirates of smalia which i also think that he has just a very brief role in um, but apparently, Wikipedia, because I had to fight with Wikipedia to get them to put me, and Natalie, back on the filmography because they took it off because they were like, "He's not in it long enough." And I was like, "He has speaking. If you have a speaking role, like, it still counts as part of his fucking filmography." But I couldn't get them to put the Pirates of Somalia back on. Did <laughs> no, you contacted Wikipedia? No, or? I no like you can edit it. Like I, oh, okay. I edited it back on and I put a comment on it where I was like, uh, I was I didn't like, know that. yeah, I was like. You know, you can, you know, this film, he's, like, has a speaking role. It's not, like, he's not just an extra in it. And so, and then a the person edited after and put cameo in the fucking notes section. Just that's to not a cameo. No, it's not. He wasn't even known. That's not a cameo if yes. you're not a fucking known person. You know, he was just a working actually, actor. actually
0: did go back and watch that scene on YouTube because there's a, somebody put together his first television role and his first film role in, like, like yeah. compilation. And in the first television role, you can see his teeth before he got them fixed oh. for The Godfather. And, like, oh, like... It actually, like, was very endearing to me. I was like, oh, but is like... He really was kind of, like, a poor kid, like... Because he yeah. was our age whenever he yeah. like, really got, like, on screen and stuff. Like, he yeah. s- stopped doing stage productions quite as much. He had, like, a lot of, like, pulled teeth and stuff. It kind of made me, like, happy for him that he got so much success after that and was able to like yeah fix things because it actually looked kind of like maybe it was an issue but uh still very cute
1: oh yeah no for sure like i said he didn't really stop until recently
0: you know he's still kind of like there's like a quality i mean i wouldn't like fuck him but like i would like
1: as 88 88 minutes 88 minutes wants you to believe that you would fuck him because right. all, that's all the women that he fucks in that movie <laughs> are, they, are your age. 26-year-old women. Yeah.
0: <laughs> My mom forgot how old I was.
1: How old is your, does your mom think you are? She thought I was
0: 25. Oh. She was, like, trying to put me on her health insurance or whatever. She mm. was like, oh, you could be on Tricare Young Adult. And I was like, don't know if I'm really a young adult anymore. And she was like, well, you are until you're 26. And I was like, ooh. You're like. I am twenty six. Oh. oh, Yeah, she was like, "Oh well." (laughs) So uh, might not have health insurance. Maybe now's a good time to plug the
1: Patreon. Oh yeah, Um, we have a Patreon. (laughs) Um, Currently, they're um, for five dollars subscribers. You get a shout out, which uh, you know, there's our three five dollars subscribers of Alex, Matt, and Casey. Appreciate it, and also you get access to bonus episodes, of which there are only one right now. It is um, train spotting. <laughs> Think about that for a second, and we will be recording Goodfellas soon. We we'll should hopefully have a second second one up for you, so you'll want to subscribe and pay us five a month, so Callie can afford health insurance at some point, and enough. maybe I can uh, maybe I can um, afford to eat. Put some gas in that. Put pontiac. some gas that's that lasts me like two days. <laughs> uh, we're both broke. So that's what we're trying to say here. <laughs>
0: so if you just want to tip us as well? That
1: uh, yeah, that you, would be all right. You know, are we our, our cat? Well, my cash app is in my Twitter bio. That static blue bat. You can find it if you really feel like it. I don't know if Callie's is or not.
0: My Venmo is the same as my Twitter at. So. That.
1: that's that. pretty easy to figure. Yeah. Which is.
0: Uh, at Callie Bud. Ooh. Bow, bow, bow. Which is a weed joke.
1: It is. And
0: I'm also just your your pal. You're
1: my bud. You're my Pacino pal. <laughs> yeah. That's so. Next week, righteous kill with Trevor. Trevor Combo from. <laughs> From, you need to talk about
0: Kevin he like changed his uh, his name for a second and when I went to go look for him to message him I typed in come <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then um, it didn't
0: come up and I was like where is he and then I had to like look back through and like find you know his, yeah. whatever it is now but yeah
1: like, so yeah, he's a fun guy. If you need some, if you need some something to listen to after this, in anticipation of that, you could check out "We Need to Talk About Kevin." It's a yeah. really fun po- podcast. It's also had a friend of the show, Rose, is on it too, who was on our cruising episode. So, Not taking to
0: plug
1: cruising again. Yeah, we cannot get enough of cruising. Yeah, keep it locked to the Pachino Pod. <laughs>